Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Electric word, life, it means forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you, there's something else. Pirates, vandals of Volcano Mountain, whatever it is, I will take them down. Because I am in a mood. I need to get something done, you know what I mean? was a stone groove, my man. You are the most righteous. Yeah, right. Just get the fuck out, man. Let's go. Shit. Come on. Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of World in Action. Tonight we were going to be discovering the naughty step. Does it actually exist? And why there is a generation of millennials up in arms about the threat of it. Welcome. I am your host, Dickie Davis. Dickie Davis was never on World in Action. Just done the research. I mean, I think it's the transfer we wanted to see. Dickie Davis, like on tra- football transfer day, Dickie Davis transferred over to World in Action. Yes, I'm in for that. Definitely. Well, this is the two Ronnies or the two Rennies, the Saint and Greavesy. <laughs> I used to love that. Oh my God, I used to love Saint and Greavesy. Just another t- reference for the kids, isn't it? Two middle aged men moaning about things. <laughs> That is our future. No, this is the Dadlazo Extra Time Show. This is 60 Minutes of Fatherhood. Festive funk, festive foolishness, and irrelevant ideas for the, the pub, the WhatsApp group, the school one, anywhere you need to be that groovy kid on the block with something to say. Hey, I am one of your hosts, Dan Flanagan. I'm joined as ever by the festive underpant wearing, the tinsel tit. Tinsel tit. The tinsel tit. That's my superhero name. Tinsel <laughs> tit. It's not festive enough in here. We need to get the tinsel tit. It is always Jim Coulson. Hello. And festive underpants. You can just take it off and go, ha ha, I am here. Mm. And jig your jingly bells. I mean, it, it's the time of year when we get the, uh, the underpant and sock supply is replenished and... You know, there's a point when you're younger, when you think, what a dull present. There's a point, I don't know when it is, when you suddenly start going, well, I cannot wait for Christmas because I need some new pants and socks. Genuinely, that is really, I I really do. I'm not in any, I've got no ounce of shame about that at all. Socks, slippers, maybe, you know, a new dressing gown. Very well received. Lovely. It was all things that I resent paying money for myself. Like, I just think it's such a waste of money when you have to go and you buy something really annoying and practical. So whereas once Christmas was a time of magic and mystery and excitement about what you'd get, now it is the, please, let me have something practical so I don't have to go to the shop and buy a five-pack of pants. Does that not take the magic out of it, though? No, it makes it more magical for me. What you got? Oh, I wanted pants. I've got pants. This is exactly right. what I wanted. You've saved me time in the year and saved me money in the year. Wasted money. I, you know, I don't mind spending a, a tenner on something fun and exciting. Yeah. But spending it on some socks. Oh. Okay, for, for the boys and girls at home, as it's Christmas, let's de- delve a bit deeper into your underwear drawer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Are you a thong man? Are you a brief man? Uh, are you a boxer? Let's just picture the sexiest old Debbie McGee of Dad Soul. Yeah. In his underwear. What are you? What are you rocking, Jim? 
I like a, I like, I like a, a, a boxer, but not a loose one. Like, yep. are they, I believe they're called trunk. Are they called trunk boxes? You, you want to put funk in your trunk? I want to put funk in my trunk, definitely. Um, and that's that's my underpant of choice. Really, just, you know, it, if anyone wants to buy me any, then please do get in contact. Um, the other ones I'll, have gone slightly grey, haven't they? And they've got yeah. holes in them and new life forms are emerging. Obviously, that's how it happens, you know. And it's it, it's just... You know, I, that's my preference. If if someone, if the the people at, I mean, who makes pants? I was trying to think of a, a famous pant manufacturer, but I'm not really sure. Dolce & Gabbana? Yeah, I think we might need to set our sights a little bit lower. If the people at Matalan are looking for <laughs> an influencer deal based around pants, yeah, then I'm up for being the face, stroke, crotch of that campaign. <laughs> This is so lovely. We're recording just before lunch. The, the face slash crotch of Matalan pants. That's a career high point, isn't it? Basically, forget X of M. Oh yeah, no, that was that was pure nonsense. That was. But no, if you if you, if I was to get the big pants deal from Matalan, yeah, I'd be I'd be made up, absolutely made up. And you'd never have to buy new pants, would you? No, exactly, and that would it would. I mean, I know Wizard have often sung about it, but for me, it would be like Christmas every day. It would be. I tell you, urban myth. Don't think it actually happened, but Chris Evans, radio mm. DJ, at the height of his fame, used to wear a new pair of socks every day. Really? Yeah. And I wow. thought that is a bit of a waste, but how nice just to have brand new matching socks, as I have. No matching socks. I buy them when they're matching and they go into the drawer and then they disappear. Um, and I kind of, it's a standing joke. There's go, oh, people wear matching socks are boring. I'm a creative, you know, genius. So I wear odd socks. But occasionally, I would like my socks to actually match. Yeah, sometimes it's nice, isn't it? Um... Yeah, and they're nice and they're clean and they've got, a, you know, a nice, I'm not talking, you know, Homer Simpson socks, but, you know, civilized grown-up socks that you can put on with a nice pair of shoes feel that you've you made an effort i could definitely see you know people always say what would you do if you won i mean it was like what the euro millions was 200 million quid or something the other day yeah people say what would you do how would you change your life and i can certainly see as you say apart from the wastefulness of the whole thing yeah i can see how having that new sock feel every day would be like a little bit of joy in your life every morning because there is something special about wearing a new pair of socks. And one step further, I think it's Ronaldo. He has fresh bed linen, new bed linen every night. Oh, wow. And I love getting into a freshly made bed with, you know, freshly laundered sheets. That is one of my middle-aged joys. But imagine, obviously, he's got people to make his bed for him. Uh, but, yeah, fresh sheets and pillowcases every single night oh, the only thing is though that you're setting yourself up for a fall there if there happens to be one time when your bed sheet guy is off yeah. ill and you have to sleep in the bed linen that's been on for one day that's going to feel disconcerting isn't it it's going to put you off your game also what if he has a sleepover at one of his friends house does yeah. he take new bed linen with him and then that would be quite rude on the other person's mum who, you know, got the blow up Lilo out and stuck it in the dining room. 
And he's gone, no, we, we can't have that uh, duvet or the blanket that the dog used to sleep in. <laughs> or oh, it's a quilt. It's Nana's quilt. <laughs> Do you know one of my favourite, and this is, it ties in with the Christmas theme, actually, one of my favourite, favourite things on Twitter, and I hope it's continuing this year and not another thing ruined by the advent of that crazy man who's in charge of X or Twitter or whatever it is now. Yeah. Um, there's a bloke called, he's called Rodri. I don't know his full name. Um, but he, a number of years ago, he launched this Twitter thing on Christmas Eve to go, where are you sleeping tonight? And it's it's mainly, you know, people who have moved out of home. They live, you know, by themselves. But they go back to their parents on Christmas Eve. Ah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it's like the crazy situations people find themselves in. So, like, you know, in, in for some people, it's like their teenage bedroom, which has never changed in 30 years. And for yeah. some, they're in squeezed in between a fax machine and a 1980s <laughs> PC which is their parents' office or whatever. And it's just, it's an absolute joy to get that insight into what what the situation is when people come together for Christmas and they have to cram into a house that's not big enough for all of them. It's not got the purpose of having lots of spare rooms or anything. And, yeah. uh, you know, people are having to lie on sofas and stuff and they just take pictures of it. And it's absolutely, it's just such a lovely thing to to read through. It's a really heartwarming thing. Did your mum and dad keep your bedroom when you moved out or did they completely whitewash it to get rid of every single memory of you? They moved soon after I moved out. So did they tell you to move in? I had to track them down. I was like one of the hunters on Hunted. Oh, what a, what a joke, this old mum. You're such a card. Lol. <laughs> Funnily enough, you've gone to a place with no extradition treaty to the UK. What? <laughs> Um, no, so through university, they kept my room pretty much as it was through yeah. university. Then when I left, I, I came back for about two or three months after uni and then went. And then soon they'd moved away. And I had a room mm. that I would use when I went there. But I had none of my personal effects or anything in. And yeah. still now they have a, a place which is big enough to have a room for me to stay in and um and my wife and a room yeah. for my brother and his wife to stay in. And then they have got like a couple of little cubby holes for the, uh, for the grandkids. Yeah. yeah. Which means that they are ridiculously for uh, uh, just two of them. They've got like a five bedroom house, which they <laughs> just do not need. But uh, there you go. But it does make, it does make it they easier. They bought it for 15 pence in the 50s anyway, so it didn't really matter, did it? <laughs> well, it is. I mean, it's near Scunthorpe, so, yeah, it, is, it was about that, I think. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I, I don't know. How about you? What was that like when you left? Um, actually, it leads me on this. We've gone completely off tangent. <laughs> who would have guessed? Um, but this weekend I went down to my, my sister's, who I found out is a listener of this show, so I have to be very careful. Okay, yes. It's good that you knew uh, that before you started talking about it. Yeah, yeah awkward. Uh, but it was her birthday and an early sort of Christmas get-together because we won't see them over Christmas. I've got two nieces that are both heavily pregnant, so it's the last chance to see them before, you know, worlds collides and we have two new bouncing baby boys join us. Um, but, yeah, we were into a spare room, which has now been turned into a nursery. So there's a lot less space. And I went down with my lad, who's now 11, and he has grown. And we 
share a bed. And this um, was going to be one of my my grumbles, right? He's a preteen, so he, you know, odd odors are coming out. And then also he starfishes the bed. Of course, so he, yeah, yeah. He pushed me over, nicked all the duvet. So I've got probably about seven and a half inches to sleep in <laughs> while this lad has a really nice night's sleep and he snores really heavily. Oh. I didn't realise he had such a deep sleep, probably because he was, you know, my, my sister's a feeder. There's no right. way. She's just, oh, we haven't eaten for four and a half seconds. Here, have food, <laughs> have food, have sweets. Oh, do you want to another Coke, young man? Of course you do. Um, so he's probably coming down from some weird sort of sugar crash food coma. Yeah, and it was cold and, you know, I used to love sharing a bed with my little lad. You know, we'd have a snuggle and he'd be really cute and it was you know, he put his head on my chest, and I'd really love that. Now, you know, he'd kick me in the bollocks, I'll get an elbow in the eye socket, and it, it's not enjoyable. That that part of fatherhood and childhood has moved on. That's such a shame, isn't it? That's a real shift. Yeah. Were you were you like on the edge of the bed then, like yeah, not wanting to fall asleep too deeply because then you just fall off the bed? Yes. Yeah. And it was Nick the duvet back. And then he and yeah, purely selfish from his point of view. Um, but I, I struggle with that and the fact that there'd be two new babies coming into the house. Uh, so doting grandma will fill the house with bears and pots of soda cream and everything else that two new babies need. So it's almost like we've been forced out. I, I've lost my appeal. I've lost I used to be the cute one. Mm. I am no longer the cute one. It's sad when that happens, you know, it happens to us all. When my dad was with us, there was there were spare rooms, but they were, you know, they were everyday spare rooms mm. that would just go give him. But it was nice because there was space to move and a decent sized double bed and no arguments because people would be in like your mum and dad's house, you know, in their own rooms. It was lovely. Yeah, there is a very specific code, but now as they've got more grandkids, they, yeah. they it's they, they are eventually running out of room. So make it sound like they live in some kind of stately home. They, yeah, they really don't. But, um, but yeah, so the, there is something like it'll make. And my dad and my mum both like to know what's going on and be organised. Yeah, and they don't like to leave things to the last minute. Whereas I'm like, we'll just go into any room and like, no no you must be in that room and we'll move that person to that room and that person will move around there and it's like it doesn't really matter as long as there's a bed right or at least a flat surface that's vaguely comfortable sure Did you not show them photos of the sleepover teepees that you had earlier in the year and say this is what we expect yes i should have done that shouldn't i yeah and then they can fill a light show and we do each like our own party teepee please mm -hmm. Absolutely. Although the problem is that they have, because um, it's a reasonably new build house. Yeah. And I didn't realize this. I've never lived in a new build, but they make them mm, very thin walls, very thin floorboards. Oh. So the annoying thing is in their house, it is it's reasonably big, but you can hear anyone who goes for a wee in the night, you hear that wherever you are in the house. And uh. I know you don't want to hear that. No, not when you get older and you, you have to go to the toilet maybe three times per sleep. Exactly. Yeah. 
and that's <laughs> and that's a good night, right? <laughs> Welcome to Dad the Soul World. Just discuss <laughs> prostate issues. <laughs> Christmas yeah. prostates. It really is the happiest time of the year for the prostate. I mean, all that extra booze as well doesn't help, does it? So it, it does. all that eggnog and Bailey's. Yeah, it's got I to mean, go somewhere. So, do you have uh, Christmas traditions that you still follow? What happened was we, uh, when we had kids, we very much made a a decision that we would have Christmas at our house. And we would start our own traditions, and then it's okay, quite sweet, yeah. Uh, and then, and yeah, it just makes more sense rather than driving around and trying to please everyone all the time. We just went, yeah. oh, we'll do it at our house. You can come to us if you want, and yeah. that's fine. So it's nice. So yeah, we have like Christmas morning. It ours, me, mum, and dad come over generally for Christmas lunch, and then they stay you over. Wait for presents. No, we don't wait for the presents. I mean, come on, two small children waiting till out midday. No. That's a sign of class. If they wait till the afternoon or after dinner, then you're yeah. of a higher class. That is it. The longer you wait, the posher you are. Yeah. Which is why we do about six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's not that. It was three, <laughs> half past three, two, two o'clock. Santa's been. Yeah, that's it. It's all done. Yeah. Um, but we, we also do Christmas Eve. We have a little Christmas Eve box where we all get new pyjamas. And, uh we'd have like some, maybe some hot chocolate and a film. Are they matching pajamas for the family? No, they are certainly not matching pajamas. We don't go that far. Okay. We're not a TikTok family doing TikTok <laughs> things. Um, but no, everyone gets new ones, and then uh, my wife's very good at finding them throughout the year as well. Yeah. Um, so we get that, and then we'll watch a film on Christmas Eve uh, of some kind. Mm. And uh well a Christmassy film. I don't know. We're not gonna watch Dead Robot Battle Zombies <laughs> Three or something. Zombie Vampire Virgins. Yeah, no, that's that's way down the list. Boxing um, Day. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> once yeah. once we want to frighten them off to bed. Um <laughs> and so yeah, and that's it. And but uh, you know, when people go, Oh, when do you eat your lunch? When do you eat your yeah. Christmas dinner? Well, whenever, <laughs> and this is actually, this is this is another thing that uh, I, I think my mum and dad love coming and they love spending the time with the grandkids. Yeah, but also I, I think they're probably a bit tetchy about like, oh, we'll just have it when we fancy it. So should we have it? Sometimes we have it early. Sometimes we yeah. have it late. So that just seems how we feel on Christmas Day, and a lot of people that sends them into a little bit of a panic. But I yeah. quite like it. Have it done before the king's or the queen's speech, as it was. Yeah, we don't really, you know, it's streaming now. If I wanted to watch that, I could watch it anytime, couldn't I? Is, uh, that's the, uh, the other thing. I was thinking about Christmas traditions. What I used to really enjoy is getting the TV and the radio times and then looking out of the next couple of weeks and thinking, right, we've only got, we'd have like a pack, like a four pack of VHS to record mm. new stuff. So we'd have to agree between me and my sisters what was actually going to be you know, recording, you go through the TV time, look, only fools and horses, because, oh, definitely that, top of the pops, yeah. Uh, I used to really enjoy that, and now we're streaming, it's completely, yeah, it's on, when it's on, you know, yeah. that's all a little bit. Yeah, it has, not it, because that was a really big thing, like, the TV schedule coming out was huge, and, like, and I'm sure they make Christmas versions of shows nowadays, but... It's not, it doesn't seem like such a big deal, does it? Like everyone did a Christmas special at one exactly. point. And if they'd have 20 plus million viewers. Yes. Yeah. Morecambe and Wise or, um, yeah, the thing like, it was because there was three teenage girls, it was Top of the Pops. 
Mm-hmm. You said, yeah. oh, what's going to be Christmas number one? So important. And then, you know, recording off. And I don't think I've listened to the top 40 in two decades. I don't well, the good, the good thing is that because of streaming, the top 40 is like mainly classic Christmas songs now. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you probably have heard them. I think Wham are currently number one as we record this, as far as I know. I um, would assume that he would have been Fairy Tale of New York, given that Shane McGowan's no longer with us. Yeah, you would have done. I mean, I'm I'm straying into territory. I think I heard on the off chance the other day that it was going to be Wham, but uh, I might be wrong. Um, We could just say it's someone else. It's Carter the Unstoppable Sex Machine. They're number (laughs) one. Unbelievable! Yeah, who knew? Who There's, knew? So yeah, well, that's my tradition. I've got the traditions now. Um, going to the Panto. Mm-hmm. Oh no, you love don't. going to the Panto. So we went a couple of days ago to see Sleeping Beauty, and it is just joyous. It's just so outrageously camp and stupid, and it's distinctly British. I don't know if other countries have that panto history i don't think they do i think it is particularly british i think it really is a tradition that we do that everyone else finds slightly odd yeah it was it was daft so there was some lad that was in collabo which was he was in britain's got talent about 30 years ago um excellent very funny stand-up comedian called patrick moynihan who played Ah. the, the villain who I don't know if he went, you know, they were carefully scripted ad-libs or he went completely off script. Um, but he was, it sounded like a scouse and he was really bitter and he was absolutely hysterical. And I was there with my, my partner and my lad. My partner was absolutely wetting herself with it. Even, you know, my lad was laughing. It's like, oh, Panto's rubbish. Everything's rubbish. Everything, oh, I'm a free team. But actually, he was really laughing. And then they had a nice sort of sing-along and everybody got up and had a boogie. And it, yeah, they say distinctly British. And it's sort of, even me, that I don't consider myself that Christmassy a person. You know, I'm not putting my decorations up till next week. Um, that sprinkled a bit of Christmas magic on there. And I thought, actually, this is, I enjoy this that's nice. That because I am a Christmassy person, and I'm, but I'm really trying to uh, to seek out the Christmassiness, um, because it's like a drug that you need uh, another fix of. I think you started very early. That's your problem. Then you started in like June or July. Oh yeah, like Christmas carols and stuff. Like what I basically want is I just want a brass band to be yeah. playing some carols, and and I'll be happy. But that'll be my fix for a few days. But yeah, because every year I'm like, I'm always like, oh God, I need to make the most of it. It actually, because you spend so long going, oh, Christmas is, you know, people, why are people talking about Christmas? It's still ages away. And then all of a sudden it's here and you're like, oh God, right, let's do the Christmas things. So um, I'm trying to make the most of it because I think the last few years, sometimes I've made the mistake. uh, I was working a couple of years ago at a radio station and I, for some reason decided to work up till Christmas Eve and then have the week after off. And then it was a bit like, oh, that's the shit week where yeah. everyone's really full and a bit grumpy and flattering. <laughs> actually, I'm, got, I'm going to carol service next Tuesday, actually, at Brighton Dome, which will be 
good fun and you can because it's a big old venue mm. you can really holler out some tunes and everything um we booked on friday night to go and see the gremlins which i not a traditional christmas but it has does have christmas you know spirit part of it so again i'm bit some carols um the gremlins and we've got our volunteers night out tomorrow so for all of the lovely people or not all of them because you're not coming uh <laughs> dan i did not get the invitation <laughs> technically uh, didn't yeah, i mean for, I did, for the sussex based volunteers yeah. of dad Soul, we have planned to take them out and where do you think a really good place to take 10 lads would be on a night out to celebrate Christmas? Would it be to a Christmas market? No. Where are you going instead? To the bingo. <laughs> Why not, eh? Why not? But it is 80s rock bogan bingo. Oh, okay, uh, nice. So it's done by two absolutely mad as a box of frogs as i can say this now because this won't be out this will be out after him so yeah uh it's sort of a it's 80s power ballad bingo nice so you have a sing-along and it's again exceptionally daft and i thought oh you know could take him for a meal or could take him down the pub but then there's people that don't drink like me and that's a bit of a shit thing and then uh, what do you go bingo i've got an idea yeah the idea is bingo <laughs> yeah that's it and i think that you do need some alternatives don't we because you know a lot of people aren't drinking and yep. you know for many people it's a choice many people it's a necessity yeah. and christmas is very much geared up towards drinking um yeah. in this country so it's nice to have those options to go and do something else as well it, it is that's uh, i can always remember you know being a kid and stock it up, you know, you go and do the big shop for Christmas and probably 60% of the trolley would be booze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'd be booze that nobody drank. No. And it's stuff that would get just covered in dust and wait till you were a teenager that you could nick it out of the cabinet and nobody would care because, no. oh, Tia Maria, excellent. Martini Bianca, lovely, I'll have some of that. And it's not, it's rancid. Yes. And that's the thing, it, it, it adds also to that kind of feeling of grimness as well after Christmas. So, yeah, I, I need to keep that in mind. Yeah. That don't have to go crazy. It's not a competition. It's not a, not you know, there's not a target of how much booze you need to drink. Yeah. Just enjoy a little drink. And get on with how, it. how is it at Christmas yours? Because obviously you've got younger children. Mm-hmm. But your, your oldest is coming to that stage where questions might be asked about certain Christmas happenings mm -hmm. and certain fellas that come down the, the the chimney. How are you? Have you had that conversation? Is she aware of it? We have now just crossed that threshold at our house. Okay. Um, I wonder where the last Christmas she believed in father christmas or okay. not she said she did yeah but there have been certain things that happened over the course of the year where you know what it's like basically you're just circling around each other <laughs> like it's like the um 
the end of Reservoir Dogs, spoiler alert, where <laughs> everyone's got a gun pointed at each other, but no one wants to shoot first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got the impression that she wasn't potentially a believer just through some vague discussions and things that she'd said. And then... Oh, Christmas is a pot of shit. Why have yeah, you lied to me? That was it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so we had a conversation a few months ago where it was like, oh, so what do you think about Santa then? And she's like, and she eventually just said, I don't think he's real. And we're like, okay, well, you're right. Yes. And then it was quite a nice one, actually, because um, I think I think last year she was cautious about saying it because once you've said it, does that mean you don't get any presents anymore? Yeah. You know, you don't know when you're that age, do you? Because this is the first time that you're going through this. Yeah. So we had a nice discussion about it and it was really lovely, actually. And we talked about it and we could sort of share stories of um, when it had been difficult to keep the Santa myth up. Like there was a year we got... Um, my son a new bed and it was a really cool bed that it was yeah. like a it was like a bunk bed but underneath was sort of space there wasn't a bed at the bottom yeah, yeah. A slide coming down we got it from a charity shop yeah and we got it home and realized that his room wasn't big enough to have the bed so my dad said well get it over here and i'll shorten it because he had a really tiny room at the time um and then you can take it back. So we had to go over to my mum and dad's. It's about an hour and a half away. Yeah. With this bed in the back of the car, all wrapped up, then take it to my dad's, try and put it up while the kids were in the house and me and him were in the garage so he could see what it looked like put up. Then he did the work. Then we took it all down again. Then we put it in the back of the car, drove the kids back. And then I had to go and I think, where can I even remember where I stored it? until Christmas Eve, when yeah. they went to bed, we were like, well, you're getting a bed, for, hopefully, from Father Christmas. That's what you've asked for. Yeah. So uh, you're going to have to sleep in with your sister on Christmas Eve night, and then who knows what will happen. So after they'd gone to bed, yeah, we waited a little while, and then we were not far away from them. Thankfully, the walls are slightly thicker than at my mum and dad's where you can hear the wheeze. <laughs> and we had to put together this bed that no longer fit to the specifications in the instructions because it had been modified. Yeah. So we were trying to fit all the bits together, trying to remember my dad's instructions and like dropping things. And oh my God, it was the most stressful Christmas Eve I've ever had. And that's the thing, you know, after the kids are in bed and we've had that lovely Christmas film and stuff, you just yeah. want to relax on Christmas Eve. But no, we were like, oh my God, we need to put this bed up. And it was... Yeah. Uh, Eventually we did it, and then we realized that his furniture was too big to have in the house. So then we had to move all his furniture out into our room. And, oh, my goodness, we got it done eventually. And That's a hard story to explain that it was the elves. It was, and they they believed it. <laughs> like, they, they did. But it was really nice because that was one of the first things she brought up when we were like, yeah, okay, he's not real. She yeah. was like, but what happened with the bed? And we we're like, well, let me tell you a story. And she really <laughs> loved, she absolutely loved being part of that. She was like, yes. It's a conspiracy. It's, yeah, absolutely. And that made it easier as well to go, look, your brother possibly still believes. Not sure if he does. Yeah. He, he's slightly grumpy, so he doesn't he doesn't want to go and see Santa this year. It yeah. might be because he doesn't believe, might just because he's a bit grumpy. Yeah. Um, 
but uh yeah so she's she's well in for that and also she's she's l- the least subtle person i've ever met so <laughs> you know when you're trying to keep a secret from someone this the secret to that if anyone wants to know just yeah. give as little information as possible only say what you absolutely definitely have to say we're yeah. still going going so santa's coming then oh i'm looking forward to santa coming down the chimney santa's going to bring us some presents santa's mentioned like you don't need to step away from the santa yeah stop it but um yeah so we're at that at the stage we're now definitely one down another one to go um so it's been an interesting year when did your lad stop oh, uh, if, if he has he might not have done no no it, it was i think last year or the year before so he i remember a random conversation with him and his mate in the summer holidays about it and they were like oh yeah i think could do and then i yeah i because i I co-parent so i I had him the christmas eve so i thought right this is one of the last chances and i hate to say it but mcdonald's have got an amazing app where um you basically it projects a live reindeer into your front room. Oh. So you put your carrots out beforehand. Yeah. And then it does its jiggery pokery technology and sends you this video. And he was like, no, it doesn't happen, doesn't it? And I said, what? Look at this. This is what I caught in the morning. I did try to wake you, but, you know, you didn't wake up. And he's like, that's amazing. And his first thought was, you're really shit with stuff like this. There's no way that you could afford this. <laughs> So it must be true. Yeah, that was so a good you point. do not have the tech skills to put some kind of, <laughs> and it was, I don't know if they do it every year, but it was absolutely phenomenal. Mm. Um, so yeah, now he's at the stage where he's not, he's at high school. Uh, I would have loved to have continued it, but then there's, the, I saw a lot of like chat on our group where dads are having this conversation with their kids and you as a parent want to string it out as much as possible to retain the the childhood magic. But, you know, do you want to be that the only kid in the class yeah. and open yourself up to that level of ridicule? Because, or you know, whatever age you are, you want to be the cooler, older kid. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's all babyish. That's all rubbish. So there is... Um, there's that. So... I think there's magic. The other thing I used to really enjoy, like talking about traditions, is the crap presents that school used to make you make. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Like when they've basically gone, no more learning, let's just do craft. Yeah. And it's like, what should we do? Let's make mum and dad an ashtray and you're mm-hmm. seven. And yeah. it, the world has changed, hasn't it? <laughs> it really has. I'm assuming that doesn't happen anymore. I mean, certainly my kids have never brought home an ashtray. Just a hooker in a crack pipe. Yeah, exactly. That's the yeah. sort of thing that they do from their school. Um, so what's the worst present you've had? That kids. Mm. Uh, yeah, you can't say that out loud. It's the worst one because every gift that you get from your children is lovely. Obviously. Well, we all know that's not true, don't we? Yeah. And if, it's all right because we've been going through the decorations in the last week or so, and I've pulled stuff out that we've kept that they've made, and they're like, "What on earth is that?" <laughs> it was. I don't know what it was meant to be, but there's like an upside down top of a water bottle, like a big, you know, plastic water bottle. Yeah. With some streamers on it. 
and none of us have got a clue what it's meant to be. But one of the kids made it. I don't even know which one of the kids made it. Neither of them remember. We don't remember. It probably wasn't even one of your kids. No, it might not have been. It certainly might not have been. It might have just been like some parent, other parent chucked it in our waste bin or something like yeah. that. But we've kept it. And I've not thrown it away yet, but none of us want it. None of us have any idea why we have it still. But I yeah. bet I will find it in December 2024. I'll open up a box and go, oh, this is still here then. Brilliant. Along with the controllers for your Commodore 16. Yes. You just yeah, yeah. keeping just in case. Yeah, exactly. You have to, don't you? The cables for things that don't exist anymore. Yeah. I'm getting rid. I'm going to be brave over the Christmas holidays. I'm going to have a massive spring clean mm. and get to grips with those types of drawers. And just I haven't used this, you know, a bit of Marie Kondo. Does it bring me joy? No, get it out in the recycling, down to the charity shop, wherever it needs to be. And I want to be cleaner in my thoughts and my surroundings. Big talk. Big talk. Very, you have some music? Talk. Yeah, go on then. Oh, no. um, so we've got, as it's a festive special, we've got Don't Stop Christmas Now which is a lovely mashup of Queen and Mariah. Tonight I'm gonna have myself a real good time I feel alive and the world I'll turn it inside out yeah. I'm floating around in ecstasy
So that was Freddie and Mariah. Match made in heaven, wouldn't you say? The dream team. Absolute dream team. Who is your dream team of Christmas number ones? Okay. Um, uh, see, my favourite Christmas song is Felice Navidad. But I yeah. don't know if it was ever number one. But um, Is that because the kids sing it and pantos? Yeah, I've heard a lot about people saying that their kids really like it. But I like it as a 44-year-old man, unironically. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. Um, but this is actually, this is an interesting one, okay? I want to talk to you about this. Cool. Um, because my absolute favourite Christmas album is the Phil Spector Christmas album. Now, okay. Phil Spector, uh, I can't remember if he's alive or dead, but when he, he's certainly... If he's still alive, he's still in prison for murder. <laughs> um, that makes a cracking tune. Yeah, and that's the thing. And that is very difficult to separate the two. But absolute musical genius. Yeah. Also a murderer. And um, that Christmas album, A Christmas Gift for You from Phil Spector, is just stunning. It's the Ronettes and Bobby yeah. Sox and uh, Darlene Love and all those people on it. It is absolutely just, it is the Christmas period to me. Listening to that album, that's yeah. the start of Christmas for me. And it's so, just the, the whole production on it, all the songs, just absolutely. Oh, look that out. That sounds right up my oh, straza. It is exceptional, yeah. but it's also produced by a murderer. And it's like, I, I always have that sort of playoff of like, can I enjoy this album despite knowing the person behind it? And I keep pushing through every year. And but well, it's that's still... not just Christmas. That you, the same could be said for. Um... I went to see James Brown, so it ended up being the the last UK gig that he did before he passed away. I was like, this is James Brown. But my my partner at the time was like, yeah, but have you seen his record on domestic violence? Uh, yeah. You're giving money to a wife beater. I was like, yeah, but it's James Brown. And it's, yeah, <laughs> it's but, but, difficult, but, isn't it? Yeah, and how many, you know, you could say artists are tortured souls, so none of them are perfect, but where do you draw the line? You know, you're not exactly going to start bringing out the Rolf Harris Christmas hits anymore. No, um, no, that Gary Glitter one was huge, wasn't it? Uh, Rock Gary and Roll Glitter, Christmas. Yeah. That was absolutely massive for ages and ages. Isn't it terrible, though? The other thing is the other people that were in the Glitter Band. Basically, yeah. their career has been smashed by the activities of somebody else. They were top of the charts and created this huge back, back catalogue, and it's it's over, it's done. That's their yeah. career. So what do you do? Do you get rid of it? Do you get rid of all your Jackson memorabilia? Well, that's it. But, you know, he's never been sort of found guilty, has he? Well, he was never found guilty, I guess. So it's difficult to know because then you get into the, is someone innocent until proven guilty? You know, he, he could have done what he's been accused of doing. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it's really... That's not half your childhood, isn't it? Because if we go back to a couple of episodes... <laughs> And so I would would point the listeners, the boys and girls at home, to go and listen to where Jim's got triggered by uh, his Michael Jackson impressions as a child. A very little potted history. More details, as you say, a couple of episodes ago. Um, I used to like Michael Jackson when I was a kid. 
for some reason, over the 20 odd years that I've known my wife, every year she adds a little bit onto the legend of what I used to be obsessed about Michael Jackson about, about yeah. like how I had my hair like him or I had a glove like him or something like that. And none of it's true. I just yeah. really liked Michael Jackson, maybe had a poster on my wall at one point. Is she not your lover anymore? No, no. If she keeps persisting with this, then that might be it. And I realized what you did with the joke. Yeah. But I'm very seriously considering my position. Uh, it's not black and white, is it? No, it's not black and white. No, it isn't. It's very bad. It's a race war on a global scale. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear both sides of the tale. It's not about faces. <laughs> faces. Now I'm struggling to remember the rest of the word. So uh, I think we should move swiftly on. Otherwise, my huge gaping hole in Michael Jackson lyrics. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's just human I'm... nature. So let's. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So should we go to the regular section? Mm. What are you struggling with? What are we celebrating with a Christmas twist? Okay. Uh, I am struggling with. Christmas school admin. <gasps> God, dun, dun. There is a lot going on in the next week yeah. at my kids' school, which is lovely. And it's really it's nice. Jumper days. Yes. So it's which days they're wearing party clothes, which days they're wearing Christmas jumpers. So they both have a party. Mm. They can go in party clothes for that day. They're both different days, obviously. Yeah. You know, why make it easy? Um, my son's party day, though, is also a Polar Express day where they're doing, like, special crafts. So oh, wow. he can have party clothes with, like, a onesie or a dressing gown over the top of that. So I've got those dates in the calendar. Like, okay, they told me that my daughter's party was going to be yesterday. Actually, it turns out to be next Monday. That's fine. You know, some administration mistakes happen. That's okay. So now I've scribbled that off the calendar, put it on the other day on the calendar. However, there's a Christmas dinner day on Thursday where they can wear Christmas jumpers. But Thursday I'm is... confused already. Yeah, exactly. Thursday is also my son's Christmas performance. So he can go in a Christmas jumper, but then he has to wear his Traveler number 5 costume, then get back into his Christmas jumper. Friday is my daughter's Christmas performance, so she can wear her Christmas jumper that day as well, although she's only got one, and it's the day after Christmas dinner day, so it might be a little bit dirty with gravy all down it. Yeah. But also Wednesday is reverse Santa day, where we're taking in presents to give to... Uh, this is the thing. Also, my son's year are giving them to refugees. My daughter's yeah. year are giving them to a local food bank, I think. Yeah. And all of this stuff, I'm trying to get on the calendar and get straight in my head, and it's massively confusing. And they charge you for the privilege of absolutely everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had to pay three quid to go to my son's performance. Three quid. Three quid for the jumper day. Three quid for the disco. It adds yeah. up, doesn't it? It really does, yeah. Is it worth it? This is what I'd ask. Is it actually worth it? I mean, it'd be worth it if they kept them for another couple of hours a day, I think, so I could get a little bit more done. <laughs> That's maybe just a personal opinion. I'm not I sure. Don't know. I think we, we didn't have Christmas summer. I do remember the Christmas disco at primary school. Mm. And 
I remember one year I was like DJ ish, and it, well, I mean DJ. There was like a a portable one turntable that you'd stack up the discs on it drop. Mm-hmm. I'd raided my um, my teenage sister's singles, and I remember the right uh, the raised eyebrows where there was loads of like eight and nine year old kids spelting out like a virgin by Madonna. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, and they were sniggering. Oh, they were, but this was yeah, it was, t- it was top of the charts. So, it was... and also at Christmas time. Yeah, the Virgin Mary, right? That's an integral part of the story. So that's what it was about. That song, maybe. I'm not sure it was, if I'm honest. Like a virgin giving birth in a manger for the very first time. I'm fairly sure that's the lyrics. That's a remix. All right, okay. So the the thing I was sort of tr- leads on to, I was going to celebrate, was reaching Christmas, and hopefully not have any bugs. Okay. So, Previously, it would be that where I was self-employed, simply cannot afford to be ill during the year. You're non-stop. Suddenly you stop and your body goes, ha ha, all of these bugs and stuff we've been storing for the last year. Now you've stopped. Here you go. Here's your chest infection. Here's this. Mm-hmm. So there's been several years where I've been really, really ill over Christmas. So I'm hoping this year to be uh, bug free. Yeah, fingers crossed. Because there's nothing. It's so it's such a shame, isn't it, to to get but to it's that the one day. Yeah, and just for, you, the chances are one in three hundred and sixty-five, right? Yeah. Have you yeah. been I'm ill on looks, that day? Aren't you? Well, you're I not just hard for your good looks. No, no, exactly. There you go. We had um, we had a family stomach bug a few years ago on Christmas Day. That was not <laughs> thanks, good. Santa. Yeah. So we'd been to, it must have been like Christmas was on like maybe the Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. And we'd been on the Sunday, early evening, we'd been to a carol concert and it was really nice, but I was really starting to feel a bit odd. And as we walked away, I was walking through the park back to our house, absolutely vomited everywhere. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I thought maybe it's like a dodgy mince pie or something like that. Yeah. And then over the course of the next couple of days, everyone came down with it. And we eventually, we had this turkey that was in the fridge that uh, we had to give away. And it was just miserable, like lying there on Christmas Day when, you know, you're watching stuff on telly, everyone's celebrating and having a lovely time. Yeah. And you're like, oh, God, move. And I feel cold no matter what the heat is in the house. Just but you've got to entertain the kids as well. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Parenting when you're ill is so difficult. If you're all ill at the same time, that's one thing. Yeah. That would never happen. There will be different degrees of it. So one of the kids will have more energy, therefore want to be entertained. Mm. And you've got to do it while you're mopping fevered brows and wiping up vomit from odd places as well. So, uh, yuck. So do you think, have you got any mitigation strategies then to avoid illness this year? What are you doing? What are you imbibing? Uh, I'm not, actually. And I hadn't even considered it till you just brought it up. Oh, I'm sorry. being social. Okay. It's a danger thing. Uh, so as I mentioned, I did the panto, got the carol concert, got the works night out. But I have, I've got two weeks off. Mm-hmm. So I'm finishing work this Friday. 
Um, got a couple of little things to do next week, like my tax return. Woohoo! Just for Christmas. Um, and I'm just going to relax. So I think if I do get ill, it won't it won't be life and death mm-hmm. uh, because it's not like I've got loads and loads of plans um, to be able to cancel. So I don't know. I, I'm a bit Bruce Willis when it comes to Christmas, mate. I'm gung ho. Right. So I'm going to break into some, you know, the Nagasaki building. You're just going to run barefoot over the glass. Barefoot over glass with a string vest. There. I look more, more like the guy at the royal family than I do Bruce Willis. <laughs> Jim Royal is Jim Royal. John oh, who, is he, who is his mate that was played by Eddie Yates that used to be in Coronation Street? Oh no, I'm thinking of creeping up appearances. Wasn't he the brother? Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. He was Onslow in that, wasn't he? Yes. Um, that's my look. That's, I mean, beautiful. Obviously. It is niche for my only dance for those subscribers coming up. A couple of years ago, between Christmas and New Year, um, both me and my wife decided we were going to do no work at yeah. all. And it was really nice as well because the kids were off, obviously, and then it, we would maybe been working in the evenings, but we decided we would not do that. But we decided what we would do is watch all of the Die Hard films, one after the other. Yeah. And, yeah, some of them are not great. I don't know if you noticed that. Spoiler alert. I mean, Die Hard is brilliant. Two and three, they're pretty good as well. Four, five, oh my goodness. And what was the worst thing was, was we had to, because they're not all on one streaming service, that would be far too easy, wouldn't it? (laughs) So I had to sign up to like some bizarre streaming service I'd never heard of before in order to watch Die Hard 5, which is... I mean, this is my pithy review. Absolute dog shit. <laughs> You're like a young Barry Norman, aren't I you? I know, I really <laughs> am. That's why I like making pickles and talking about films. <laughs> Die Hard 5, dog shit. Yeah. Hey, we live in a TikTok age. Everything's got to be quick and sharp. You know, no, yeah, yeah. no time for interesting analysis. You just need to know. Or the fact that you need to get off the sofa to turn the TV over because oh, you've lost the remote control. That's a major issue in our house. The- I used to hate... My dad was buy his presents and forget the batteries and nothing was opened until mm. like Boxing Day. You have to go to the garage to get to the, the batteries for the toys. Or we'd have to nick plugs off the iron and stuff like that. <laughs> to be to go around there. Oh, yeah, because they used... They used to sell appliances without plugs on, didn't they? Yeah. That was a big thing. <laughs> like, what could possibly go wrong with that? Yeah, I, I have no idea. That was so cheap. I, I can't believe they had to bring in a law to make people put plugs on appliances. The um, What they used to do on the radio quite a lot, we used to do, um, if you were on on Christmas Day, which was not great. Yeah. Uh, early on on Christmas Day was really quite fun because people were opening their presents and then, you know, sitting around listening to the radio and they were all up for like getting involved, getting, having a chat and people listened while they were uh, making Christmas dinner. That was really nice as well Um, because they were, you know, they wanted a shout out while they were peeling the sprouts and stuff. Anytime after about two or three o'clock on Christmas day on the radio, absolutely dead. No one wants to talk to you. It's so horrible. Everybody's having a nap or watching EastEnders. Exactly. That's it. So what we used, but what we used to do it kind of earlier on Christmas day is, we just have a load of batteries 
and so it would be like, if you've not got the batteries, come and get them from us. Come and pick them up. And it was quite a nice little promotional thing to get people, you know, talking about your station and you being helpful in the local area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, Ooh. nowadays, everything's networked. So it's like uh, half the radio stations across the north come from Manchester all day on uh, uh, on Christmas Day. So if you're in Newcastle, probably not worth you driving all the way you to don't, Manchester. It's not worth those AA batteries, is it? It's not like, really, no. And there will be a shop that is actually open that will be able to uh, get it. And that way, it was it was proper, I suppose, Christmas closed down, wasn't there? Yes. And it was yeah. only the real out of town hypermarkets or electrical stores that used to open up for the Boxing Day sales. Or do you remember watching the news and they'd have the people that would queue outside Harrods? Yes. And they'd be there for about a week beforehand, and that was always a big thing. Who was going to be first through the door at the Harrods sale? Does that happen still? I mean, it might do, but I think it really is time we stop giving those people publicity because <laughs> it's not healthy, is it? Like Big the boomers for a week just to get 400 quid off a telly. The people who go to bed at nine o'clock on Christmas Day because they want to get up for the next sale. You're like, oh, come oh. on. Like, it can't be that good. And no that's one... a war zone, that place, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's just really the last thing that I want to be doing. And I know everyone's different and have different interests. Yeah. But I can't imagine wanting to get money off an item of clothing enough to ruin my Christmas break by waking up massively early, sitting outside in the absolute cold on a high street. They would, uh, I used to know somebody, they would do that very thing, but she would always do it so she could buy the clothes for her kids for the rest of the year. Oh, right. Okay. Even if it wasn't going to fit for three years. Oh, that's a good bargain. Stick in. No, you're spending money on stuff you don't need. <laughs> the property will be very much out of fashion by that time. And chances are you'll forget it and you won't notice until five years' time you'll go, you'll open up that box and go, oh right, well, none of this fits anymore. Brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Nightmare. No, I boxing day, I'm doing very little. I'm not involved in any Christmas sales or Christmas is expensive enough as it is. And in our house, with them two new sort of babies being born, yeah. one potentially this side of Christmas and one just after you know, very early January. December's going to be really, really expensive going forward. Oh, yeah. like And as the years go on, more and more expensive, obviously, yeah. as they get... And then hopefully they get to an age where you can just stop buying them presents, right? Is that, is that how well, it works? I can start making the presents to be that really unpopular mm. relic. <laughs> yeah. Here's the ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've made you all jam this year. Oh, Nobody wants that. No, socks and pants. Socks and yeah. pants. Stick to it. So what... Let's look back. Right, 2023 mm -hmm. out of 10, has it been a successful and useful year for you? Uh, yeah. Are you glad to see the back of it? No, I've I've pretty much enjoyed my 2023. Um, mm. I've done some good stuff. We went to Disneyland, Paris. Yep. I went to Paris on another occasion to go and see Bruce Springsteen. Um, lost a passport. Lost a passport. Yeah, that 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 could get in the bin for my liking. <laughs> but yeah, we've been pretty healthy. Everyone's vaguely happy. Um, work's been going well. Uh, yeah, for me, it's been actually pretty good. I've, I, yeah, it, it's 
looking back over 12 months, I think it's been a very productive year and hopefully that will continue into 2024. How about you? Uh, I'll answer mine, but I'm going to bat it back to you just very quickly. What are you looking forward to next year? So uh, looking back personally, yeah, yeah, there's been there's been some ups and downs. I've been this is the first year I've been full time at Dadler Soul. So I got made redundant from my other job about this time last year. And I thought, right, okay, what happens if I go? There's some funding to give myself six months. What happens if I do this full time? Can be a success. But we're here 12 months down the line, and we've got new members of the team that has joined. We've done some really cool stuff we've got some great fun things and new venues opening up next year so to be yeah a whisper away from 50 doing a a job that i really enjoy i am very happy with that uh i have a very lovely and supportive partner and a nice family so i'm very very grateful to that so i think yeah there's been some Ultimately, it's been a very, very successful year, and I am really excited for the stuff of some of the stuff we've got planned next year. So, back to you. What are you looking forward to in 2024? Tease us. Um, I'm looking forward to sort of building on some things that I've done this year. So, your um, live comedy show that we mentioned in episode one. Well, that's sort of take see that has sort of taken a back seat because what I've started doing is these little short videos about Yorkshire. Okay. Which uh, are on, it's easy because you don't have to leave the house, right? Um, <laughs> uh, which I started doing on uh, Instagram and YouTube shorts and stuff like that. And I've really enjoyed the challenge of doing them. Yeah. And I kind of, it, it's sort of like a soft launch of that. What I want to do is sort of make sure I, I start doing them regularly next year, a couple of weeks, and, uh, and try and own that sort of... Uh, interesting funny comedy yorkshire history space which is the one everyone's looking for right obviously there, there's there's tough competition there i imagine of course yeah. yeah um but also it's kind of led on to something already where an existing client has seen them and has gone oh well, that's interesting how about you do something similar for something we're doing which is really nice so you oh, know wow. it's, it's opened a nice opportunity in that way yeah um and so i'm looking to sort of develop that um you know it's exciting to, to be part of dadless i'm not just saying that because you're the boss um you are just saying that because i'm the boss well, I'm yeah. Bit, yeah okay yeah, be honest brutal i can start in your eyes yeah i mean you know but you have to say that right don't you yeah, awkward yeah and then this is like the staff dance at christmas where <laughs> you're stuck with bob from accounts like, the rest of the year you've been avoiding and you've got nothing in common so uh <laughs> i got stuck when i, I was shirts bob yeah oh god when i was um i was the pitch announcer at scunthorpe united humble brag obviously yep. and uh, i was i hosted the player of the year award one year and i got sat on a table with a a player who will remain nameless i mean i very much doubt he listens to this but he he was there with his mum he was quite a young player yeah. young he was early 20s so he wasn't like really young young but he had nothing to say just absolutely nothing like and he was such an exciting on-field player yeah but he was just like i had a nice chat with his mom she was lovely <laughs> he 
was just like I mean, it was it was like a grumpy teenager even though he was older than a teenager yeah and it was one of those things and it is like that bit where you get stuck with someone at work that you don't have anything in common with and you've really got to eke out the conversation yeah my goodness that was i've never been more happy to have to go and do some work <laughs> i'm just gonna have to go and host something else for a little bit okay yeah. i need the toilet again yeah exactly. you've been there eight <laughs> times in the last hour well on. actually yes because i am getting older but also yeah it is an excuse as well yeah very very exciting but yeah so like yeah so next year i'm just hoping to build on what what i've done and you know kind of uh, do a bit more creative stuff and well kind of, bradford is it the city culture next year uh it's city culture year 2025 yeah so actually so this year is a really good opportunity as uh, i live in bradford council area to uh to really get to know the sort of people who are involved with it and and make some plans for the city of culture year so that is an exciting thing to go for. i think bewildered dad live needs to happen yeah me too and it will happen uh, and i'm hoping also that to be honest this making these videos is is sort of a way of increasing my profile enough to be able to get some people through the door as well i yeah i think you could, i could almost have you as a roving reporter for all of the other activities and things that are taking part i think that would be a really useful and enjoyable and engaging live streams mm -hmm. to see you in different locations with a mic sticking it under football players noses and dying when they've got nothing to say yeah swift editing is the key there uh, i've always been doing it live so there'll be no chance of anything and in that case yeah. then I will just have to suffer the embarrassment. I would very much enjoy watching that. I've got a few things planned for next year. Mm. The biggest thing at the moment is I'm taking my lad to New York for a week in April. Nice. Uh, for boys' holiday, and we've never really been away, just me and him. Uh, and I've never really travelled without a grown-up, you know, somebody that can read instructions, so it's going to be a big thing. And I was looking at, we got a, like a, a guidebook that we went through and I said, look, look at all the stuff you want to do and make a list and work it out. So there's some stuff for him. So, you know, going to see the Yankees play or a baseball game, some stuff for me, because as an aging hip hop fan, going to New York and going to the Bronx and would be really excited. And I have booked amateur night at the Apollo in Harlem. All oh, right, cool. So the Apollo Theatre legendary legendary venue um that any number of stars that you will you could maim have graced the stage but they have quite an aggressive amateur night where the crowd really get either behind the uh the performer or they boo them off stage so it's like britain's got talent on major steroids yeah like the uh, roman coliseum version bit like that so we're going to downtown harlem on a wednesday night uh a couple of little white fellas and we're gonna get in uh i'll be booked not it's a second from second row from the front oh nice so we're right up close and personal so yeah. either we will get dragged up on stage because obviously mm -hmm. people will see my talent yeah and go why aren't you performing um 
or we get shot, which is, I think, isn't New York really sketchy, Dad? Don't people die? They've got guns. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice thing to look forward to, isn't it? We're like a mother's pension scheme here. Brilliant. So, yeah, that will be really exciting. And I want to do more travel, and which will come with Open Up Dad the Soul in new venues mm-hmm. around the country. And if I'm still here, that'll also be a result. Yeah, well, it's another 12 months, isn't it? You know, it's another 12 months. So, yeah, I'm very, this year's been pretty, pretty good, all things considered. I'm very excited to see what next year holds. Here's to 2024, right? Whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, do we have a nice piece of music to go out on? And the answer is no, because I don't think I've actually thought of it, and you haven't thought about it either, have you? No, I've not. Should we play no. something off the uh, Phil Spector Christmas album? That's absolutely the way to do. So enjoying family Christmas with murderers. Yeah. <laughs> the Ronettes. You can't go wrong with the Ronettes. You can't go wrong with the Ronettes. Let's do that. Let's play some Ronettes. That's right.
that was Murder Mysteries with uh, a Christmas theme. Jim, it's about that time. It's the end of the year. Boo hoo hoo, I hear all the boys and girls cry. You've got to remember that on New Year's Day, keep going to your kids. Oh, it's lovely to see you. I haven't seen you since last year. Yes, definitely do that. Definitely do that. Um, and it, we, if we're on dad jokes, right? Yeah, go on. How about this one? What did Santa say when he steps in a puddle? No idea. It must have rained, dear. Must have rained. Rain. Must have dear. rained, dear. I get it, but I'm not sure I, I want to acknowledge it because I expected better. But then I've said I wanted it, expected better, which makes me feel really bad because you spent hours preparing this. Yeah. This is a really awkward way to go out on. That was great, Jim. Yay! I mean, 11 episodes in and still expecting better is optimistic. <laughs> Haven't you fucking learned yet? <laughs> uh, like us, subscribe to us. Uh, write a review. Tell us what you mm. think. Um, if you want to be a guest on the show, don't bother writing in because we're not going to have you on there, but you can waste your time. Answers on the back of a postcard to Wood Lane, P.O. Box. <laughs> Sorry. That's what you used to do, isn't it? Yeah, Wood Lane. Oh, God. Blue Pete or whatever, you'd have to write in to Wood Lane, P.O. Box, something, mm. something, something. The only other thing like that is when uh, you used to join the mailing lists of bands and it was somewhere in Leamington Spa that you had to send it to, wasn't it? That was the person that, that organised the mailing lists. I used to really enjoy that. I think the one I I was a member of the Ocean Colour scene one. So uh -huh. you send a really lovely postcards for new releases. And I think I've still got most of those somewhere closet. That was a random fact that nobody needed to know, wasn't it? No, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Raid My House, Family Silver and Postcards yeah. from Ocean Colour Scene 30 years ago. Right. Shall we leave them in peace? Let's do it. Yeah. Peace out, 2023. Hello, 2024. Merry Boom. Christmas.